Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Bob Stoffer joining you from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at 706 in the East. And uh, this is Oilers Now 506 back in Edmonton. Oilers Now is brought to you by World of Spas, our producer for today's show, Brendan Escott. You'll hear from him during various different times. Jeff Walker is our technical producer as well. Edmonton Oilers coming off of a 6-1 victory last night. Uh, in large part because of Leon Dreisettle's ongoing domination of the Nashville Predators, in large part uh, because of a, a new line combination spearheaded by Zach Hyman, along with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Warren Fogle, and uh, a strong supporting cast uh, led by a stellar performance in the pipes, especially early in the game when the game was in the balance from Jack Gamble. Coming up on today's show... Uh, we'll have an audio recap of last night's game here from the likes of Leon Dreisaitl, Jack Campbell, and Jay Woodcroft. And then uh, to tell us about something that's going to be transpiring here uh, shortly because we're closing in on the Heritage Classic, the board chair of the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation, Corey Smith, will join us. Our regular Wednesday contributor to the show for Abe's Door Service, Elliot Friedman, one of the most plugged in middle of business from NHL Hockey and Rogers, courtesy of Legacy Heating and Cooling, John Shannon, and uh, we'll get to some of your texts and emails as well. You can text us at any time on the Ashley Five Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. A reminder, we're available via the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Sunday brunch at the River Cree brings a taste of Italy. Sunday from 11 to 4, find favorites like tiramisu French toast, eggs benedictine, and more. Book your table at the rivercreeresort.com. I'm available, Bob underscore Stoffer. The show Twitter account has over 40,000 followers at Oilers Now. Brendan Escott's back at the 630 Chad Studios. He's at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Well, the top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Uh, the Oilers get their first win of the season, and it was a convincing one in Nashville. As we go to the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct work, we're excited to announce the women's only workwear store now open, located four doors north of the direct workwear location on Gateway Boulevard. Find out more at womensworkwear.ca. Cam Moon at the call of last night's game. Oilers looking for their first win. Matthias Ekholm returns to Nashville. Good evening, Cam Moon, along with Bob Stoffer. Bouchard, left wing to Nugent Hopkins. Side of the net comes out. Scores! Leon Dreisaitl! Got a quick pass out of the left wing corner and goes right upstairs, glove side on Saros, and it's 1-0 Edmonton. Cross to Bouchard. He'll step in. It gets side of the net. Score! Zach Hyman right on the doorstep. It's 2-0 Edmonton. Into the Nashville zone, left wing corner. Fabro on him. Puck comes free. Across. Shoots. Scores! A perfect pass across the slot. And there was Ryan Nugent Hopkins to make it 3-0 for Edmonton. Over well, seven periods into the NHL regular season, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins has got six points. He's got a goal and two assists here. The Himes did a great job just going to get it, uh, making a play out of the slop. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just kind of went to that backside, and Fogel made a great play, slided over me. And it's McDavid in over the line towards the net. Shoot, Scott! Connor McDavid down the right wing off the post. 
posted in. It's 4-0 Edmonton. Well, the Oilers didn't have a lot of puck luck in that first game against Nashville. They didn't deserve it, or against uh, Vancouver. But I, I feel for that's a broken play. Connor McDavid got tripped on the play, spilled, and the puck hopped over the stick of Parsonen, and McDavid went in unimpeded on a breakaway and sips one pass. An excellent goaltender to make it four nothing here for the Oilers. Puck dumped into the Edmonton zone, O'Reilly right wing corner. Look at it now. To Novak shoots and scores. Novak right in the slot goes. Goes off a stick to Dreisaitl. Scores! Leon Dreisaitl on the right side. The puck just went across to him. And he makes it a 5-1 Oiler lead. To Nugent Hopkins. Back across to Fogel. Scores! Warren Fogel. A great shot off the right wing. It's 6-1 Edmonton. You hear the Oiler fans cheering. The only ones making noise now. And the game has come to a close. The Edmonton Oilers, they'll get their first win of the season. 6-1 the final here in Nashville. All right, there you have it. Uh, Edmonton wins 6-1. Dry settle, two goals, four points. Zach Hyman, a goal and three assists. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins might have uh, actually had a four-point performance. They only gave him credit for two. After the game, Jay Woodcroft, Oilers head coach, had this to say on getting the first win. No one scripted starting 0-2, um, but things happen. I think what you do is you try and maintain a level head. You do your work. You make sure you're addressing the areas that you got to get better at. But sometimes... Um, not getting the result, uh, but forcing yourself to stick to a process is the best thing in the long Brennan run. In, and and for us, um, sometimes success or two points is a lagging indicator, meaning you've done a lot of really good things and then eventually you get rewarded. So I thought it was a good, good sign for our team tonight. Meanwhile, Leon Dreisettle continues to dominate the Preds. He's got uh, 22 goals in the last 12 games against Nashville. Here's... Uh, one of the two world, one of the world's two best players, Leon Drysaddle. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I can't explain it. I get, I get this asked a lot. Um, kind of sick of it. Not gonna lie, but um, you know, it's um, sometimes it's just. I have the same answer every time, man. It's, it's annoying. Like it's, uh, you know, sometimes it works better against certain teams than other teams, and um, I'm sure there's going to be a time where where it comes to an end too, and. Um, hopefully, hopefully I can drag it out a couple more games, but um, we'll see. The thing with Drysaddle, see, is he doesn't want to embarrass the imp- opponent. He knows he's hot against that team. He doesn't want to give the team any added, bell, uh, you know, bulletin board material. It's kind of like what happened to about three years ago when Leon didn't want to shred Miko Koskinen in front of his teammates and had a reporter ask him the same question three times in a row, and that led to an exchange and. That's just part of who Leon is. Like, he wasn't going to shred Miko Koskinen when Mike Smith was injured, and he doesn't want to embarrass Nashville when they're down because he gets it. He's smart. Meanwhile, Jack Campbell had a real good start. He had these comments on his game and his confidence level. It's a humbling league. You know, guys are really good out there, so you can never get too overconfident. Um, you know, feeling good is great, and you you strive for that feeling. And uh, thankfully, they gave me some rubber early and got me into the game, and uh, the guys, you know, did the rest from there. All right, let's bring aboard uh, Brendan Escott. He's back at the 630 Chad Studios. Brendan, uh, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, before, you know, the orders are up 4 nothing after one. Nugent-Hopkins, at that point, we thought it had three points. 
he didn't even want to talk about himself. He wanted to talk about the fact that the key for the Oilers' first period was the first seven or eight minutes that Jack Campbell uh, had, and it started there, didn't it? It, it sure did, and uh, you know, as we're looking for one of these guys to really take the reins and, and seize the moment, I thought he backstopped and punctuated an otherwise excellent performance by the Oilers, and one that they needed, so he should be feeling good, and I mean, we'll see who they start tomorrow, but I have a pretty good idea. Well, it's uh, a very uh, light uh, practice today. Now, they did get a lot of minutes in for similar support players, Um the the line that won the game five on four, five for them was Fogel, RNH, and Hyman. Brad Holland specifically targeted Hyman in free agency and Warren Fogel in a trade for their ability to drive the net, uh, take pucks hard. To, the other thing is puck retrieval abilities, and Fogel has played almost exclusively in a bottom six role as an Oiler over the first two plus seasons. I know we've had a, there's a listener by the name of Brad that uh, reaches out to me on Twitter, Brendan, and he's been all over me about Fogel playing in the Oilers' top six and saying the numbers support, he might not score, but they support that the Oilers would be better with him in that slot. I, I don't know if that's going to be the case on a permanent basis, but it looked pretty damn good last night, didn't it? Well, fair enough. And hey, if he's going to play there, he'd better be worried about the fact that I also think that Dylan Holloway should be getting a long look in yeah. that similar spot. So here's where, you know, we talk about the internal competition for a team being a real good thing. Warren Fogle had better maintain some level of that quality play. Otherwise, he's not going to find himself in that position. Well, uh, Brendan, as you know, uh, Dylan Holloway is, uh, you know, he's hes going to get a contract extension here, and it's going to be a light one. And Warren Fogel's a UFA at the end of this year at $2.75 million. 5.15 in Edmonton. When we come back, Corey Smith from the Oilers Community Foundation. And we'll also have Brendan Escott with NHL Today. Bob Stoffer joining you live from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The Oilers and the Flyers tomorrow. Bob Stoffer with the Oilers in Philly. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Were you surprised? This is a question I have for the listeners because Cracker Jack has texted us to say so much hate on Jay Whitcroft moving Fogel up into the top six, and it turned out to be the best line with Zach Hyman and Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who we just heard from coming back in that bed. So text us, 780-496-0063. Is that a thing that bodes well for the Edmonton Oilers? That line was very good against the Nashville Predators and are you concerned that the Preds ended up getting 42 shots on goal against Jack Campbell or was some of that the proverbial score effects that happens when one team gets up in another all the time in the National Hockey League. All right, uh, we are going to head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. He is our headliner today for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Will Hawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And we welcome to the show the board chair of the Evans Oilers Community Foundation, Corey Smith. Corey, it's Bob. How you doing? Hey, Bob. How are you doing? How's Philly? Uh, it's good. I mean, I'm for the last couple of years, we would uh, go out for dinner with a guy named Frank Cervalli from Daily Faceoff, and he would usually take Ken Holland and uh, Bob Nicholson and myself out for dinner at a place called Saloon, which may or may not have been tied at one time or another to a, a, a very popular pay, uh, place for the uh, Philadelphia Mafia back in the days in the 60s and 70s. So uh, with the show moving to uh, 5 to 7, uh, no opportunity to go to a Saloon, the restaurant, but possibly I'll be in a saloon in about an hour, about two and a half hours tonight. So I'll have to wait and see, Corey. You know how that works. So anyhow, 
Yeah, absolutely. I won't, I won't take up too much of your time then, Bob. Oh, no, 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 no. We're going for the next uh, little while here. We've got another hour and a half of show after this. Let me ask you. Uh, there has been some things kept under wraps pertaining to the 2023 Heritage Classic, which, of course, originated in Edmonton back in 2003 under much skepticism around the National Hockey League, and it turned out to be a genius uh, move by the Edmonton Investors Group at that time and uh, and the owners organization. And But I am hearing whispers that there, there, are, there are a couple of things coming down the pipes that... Uh, uh, the fans of the Edmonton Oilers may have an opportunity to get involved with, and you are the man to talk to on this issue. So if possible, could you uh, educate our listeners on partying like it's 2003? Well, thanks, Bob. I mean, yeah, you nailed it. This is a 20-year event, and we're not just going to celebrate a 20-year event with a single-day party around the game itself. Obviously, we got to turn this into a weekend. Um, I don't know about you, but I was at that game 20 years ago. Uh, I was a little cold, but I still, I still had a great time. But, but um, us at the foundation, we're we're really excited about the game, but we're probably even more excited about the party that we're putting on, which we haven't shared with anyone until we've had a chance to share it with your audience on the Friday night, so the 27th, um, the Friday night before the game. Uh, and it is called uh, Party Like It's 2003 because uh, I can't think of a better time than there was to party than then. And uh, it's going to be, we're, we're sort of billing it as the biggest house party that you've ever had, but we're going to do it in Rogers Place. Uh, it's going to be really limited um, guest list in terms of just the people that buy tickets in advance. Uh, we're going to have the current roster of players there. We're going to have the alumni there, and we're going to turn the ice surface of Rogers Place, like I said, into a big hall party. We're going to have a rumpus room where you can hang out and watch a replay of the of the original Heritage Classic. And then throughout the ice uh, area, we're going to have a whole bunch of fun games um, like virtual golf, a giant game of darts, some hockey target shooting where you can challenge either the alumni or the active players um, to a game. And, and of course, uh, what fun would the game be unless you could put the game score up on the scoreboard. So we're going to use the big scoreboard for that. And uh, we're going to have food stations, and uh, we're really using this to launch um, the foundation's new theme around how we're going to focus our giving in the community, which is called Every Kid Deserves a Shot. And our goal with this campaign is to be able to help every single one of the 550,000 kids in oil country. And Bob, just so you know, we've claimed oil country as Red Deer North. So everything from Red Deer North um, is oil country. Some people like to think Red Deer is flames territory, but it's not. So this is about celebrating oil country. Every kid deserves a shot, and we're going to blow it up with that party on the Friday night and have all of the uh, original Oilers there along with uh, a whole bunch of our current active players. And if you think about it from a generational perspective, you know, I'm bringing my whole family. My mother-in-law is excited about Glenn Anderson, Grat Fuhr, and Kevin Lowe being there. My, my young daughters are excited about, Doug, about uh, sorry, uh, you know, all the current players like Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Um, my wife's excited about Doug Waite being there, and I'm just hoping that you're going to be there, Bob. Well, this is the first I've heard about it, so I, I don't know. I'll have to, Brendan might have to host letters now that night, but with all seriousness, how do people get, Corey, the, you, so how do people become part of this? I mean, you said it's limited, so is, is this one where you have to, you buy a ticket, obviously there's going to be a strong uh, community foundation component to where the money goes for the event, but how do people get involved with this, Corey? 
Yeah, so there are only a few hundred tickets left. Um, the tickets are $500 each, or you can get a bench, uh, which is a package of 10 for $4,500, a little bit of a discount there. And if you are interested, I'd act real fast by emailing Oilers Foundation at edmontonoilers.com if you are interested. Um, the dress code is, of course, jeans and jerseys. Jeans and jerseys, uh, with the exception of the broadcasters who will be neutrally attired as always. Uh, all right, Corey, uh, you know, you, obviously you've been involved with the Oilers uh, Community Foundation, uh, the ELCF, for a number of years. We know how uh, significant um, the commitment has been from the Oilers fan base, uh, and it was really noticeable for me during the pandemic because uh, people stepped up and had record. We had we I, I had guy I had uh, you know broadcasters from other organizations and people around uh, the National Hockey League calling in and saying, "Hey, Stoff, how can I buy tickets to win your 50-50? Uh In terms of giving. Where do the, you know, what, what are we talking about in a sort of a year by year basis for the ELCF since I know you're heavily involved with that? Yeah, so so we, we really we've over the years, uh, you know, our, the different areas of focus have evolved. You know, there's always been a youth focus and on unlocking the power of youth, you know, through hockey. But not just getting sticks in kids' hands. It's really using the power of spirit of hockey, whether that's helping youth overcome, um, you know, a mental illness or or, or poverty or um, you know, food insecurity. So youth has always been a focus through trying to connect um, optimism to the power, you know, the power of hockey. But then, of course, we've also focused on, um, you know, just the footprint we have in the ice district in terms of, you know, trying to really, you know, play a role in making, you know, that general area of uh, downtown Edmonton a vibrant, a vibrant kind of area for all of us to enjoy when we attend all events in the ice district. And then, and then really, if you think about all of the communities that are in oil country, you know, over the years, uh, you know, we've suffered some adversity, whether it's been through fires or floods, and we always kind of leave room in our mandate to step up and, and protect oil country uh, in their times of need. And you said it during COVID, Alberta stepped up in a big way to support the 50-50, and that just unlocked a, a whole new range of our ability to give to, to those three causes, youth, uh, a vibrant local community, and then standing up for oil country. All right, great stuff. Again, how do people, uh, and I know we're going to head off to uh, Vermilion uh, coming up on November 1st because I've just been tipped off on that, so I'm looking forward to going up there as well. It is the largest game day 50-50 currently in the National Hockey League, uh, but just uh, over $17 million, uh, invested by the EOCF. Uh, that was the announcement back in June, if I recall. Uh, but again, how do people, you said there's only a couple hundred tickets uh, left for this party like it's 2003 event. Uh, maybe get people the address again where they can get some more information and possibly purchase tickets we've got to ask all your uh, listeners to grab their phones right now and fire off an email to oilers foundation at edmontonoilers.com uh if you're interested in uh, that friday night party like it's 2003 um uh, uh event and there are a few pa you know for those of your uh, listeners that don't have game day tickets there are a few yes. packages left where we've packaged um game day tickets along with that uh, Friday night event as well. So maybe just if you're interested in, in that option, maybe pop that into your email as well. Great stuff, Corey. Thank you for the time. And uh, hopefully uh, I'll be allowed to attend the event on Friday. i got to talk to my wife. Well, you know what? If I, if I pick up one of these bench seats for 10, I'll give you a call. All right. There you have it. Thanks a lot, Corey. Take care. Take care. Yeah, that's uh, Corey Smith who... Uh, 
heads up the Oilers uh, Community Foundation as their board chair, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. And speaking of Brendan Escott, at this time, we're going to go to NHL Today, which is presented by Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan. Okay, we have about a minute left before the news here. Two games on the schedule tonight. Ottawa is leading one of them. one nothing. They have two shots on goal. Gabe Velarde spraining his MCL. He's out four to six weeks. So is Luke Shen. He's got a lower body injury. Bakersfield off until Saturday. Uh, they host Ontario. Oil Kings lost last night as well. They will welcome Seattle on Sunday afternoon and the Golden Bears are live at the Claire Drake hosting Calgary on Friday night and hey so are we we'll be down at the U of A on Friday of course we'll have the Oilers and the Flyers for you tomorrow uh, from Wells Fargo and at this time we're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Christina Drapeau and come back with Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Abe's Door Service